0: Hello and welcome to Gentle Touch. This podcast is a place where people can learn, discover and upscale mentally, spiritually and emotionally. This show is all about breakthroughs so get ready for some good vibes, realness and lots of information. You will be joined by me, your podcast host Alejandra Castro. Some of the shows will be just me and other shows will have guests open up new perspectives and views. My passion is to inspire and educate people who feel stuck. I will show you ways you can improve your overall health by sharing powerful tools that you can implement into your daily life. Let's get started. In today's episode, we have Michelle. Michelle is a registered yoga instructor, certified empowerment coach, and social marketing professional. But you also used to do acting. Was you also into modeling as well or just acting?
1: I did some modeling. I would never say that I am a model. I always like to say, I don't know if you're a Sex and City fan, but I was, you know, the model of the model people, <laughs> of the, like, the regular people, not the model people, but the model of the normal people, mm-hmm. um... So yeah, I did. I mean, I did some bank ads, I did some swimsuit stuff too, and it's fine. I mean, yes and the offer. The door's open, walk through the door and see what happens, right?
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I and mean, then how did your journey begin? Becoming a yoga instructor, and then now you're an and also an empowerment coach. How did that come about?
1: Well, I think in order to, you know, answer the question properly of where did the journey begin? It really yeah. did begin in theater and in dance that was my background and that's what I love to do that's where I felt at home that's where I came alive and then you know I went to university for communications I started working in live television I had an on-air component uh, on a morning show a very popular morning show here in Toronto and Then I started to dance for our football team here in Toronto. You're so busy.
0: busy. I'm like, what?
1: so busy. And I look back on that and I think to myself, how on earth did I even make it through those days? Because there was so much going on and it was so much fun. But then as they slowly started to run their course and then come to their completion, there was a void, you know? And I thought like, who am I without all of this? Because you need to be firm in who you are without it Be because you'll never be enough with it, you know? <sighs> that was the big aha that happened and I felt super called to do my yoga instructor certification and I didn't have the intention to teach. I just had the intention and the desire to do just that ground myself in something other than all these Amazing accolades and fun experiences and opportunities that I was so fortunate to experience. And let's, you know, calm ourselves a little bit and ground ourselves a little bit. And so I did it. And, uh, you know, a yoga instructor that I had opened up her own studio. So I ended up filling in her classes at a gym locally here. And it kind of grew from there. Um, And then, you know, the acting bug was always, I think. You know what? To be honest, I have a little bit of a, it's a very complicated romance with my acting. Career. It keeps coming in and out. Performance will always come in and out for me. Um, and so I went back to performance after that and what do you do when you're in performance? What do you do when you're a creator, an artist? You work at a restaurant. You work in hospitality. And I did yeah, that for yeah, yeah. You know, 11 years. But I had this nagging feeling of you need to do your coaching certification. I really think. Where, where, where did your
0: degree come in? Because you started a communication.
1: Oh, way before I started working in television. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, way before. So, um, But the certification for coaching came in truthfully before the pandemic I had registered oh my god Sergeant,
0: amazing timing that was
1: gonna happen but it you was got amazing, the timing right timing and they were so quick to you know take it from in person to online because it was the weekend and everything shut down and they just they were incredible they gave me like shivers I right I, it was like if there's synchronicity. This is one, another one of those moments in my life of, no, this is meant to be. And so during pandemic, I, you know, did my certification. Then I opened my my coaching practice and I started, I started with group coaching first and, you know, really sort of plant my feet in that and, and work out that muscle and strengthen it. And then I started doing one-on-one coaching. Um, and then now here we are essentially. <laughs>
0: I love it Michelle I love your journey especially um the bit that you said about the yoga instructor right because mm. sometimes you did it for you you wanted to get it certified so you wanted that education that skill for you with that pure intention because sometimes we're in situations where like I'm going to get this training but what's the outcome going to be how much can right. I earn? H- how much can I be promoted um how much will the course cost so we're so concerned on other things mm. that we forget the real intention and And when we do it like you did it, that's where it all blossoms and we receive the synchronicities, we receive the voice, we have the timings right, like where it's like boom, 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 you have the journey is paved in a way that's so, that is timed perfectly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, there's an importance to having a map and having a goal and an intention and a direction that you're going in. And then at the same time, in the same breath, I think it's Equally as important to be open and to stay open and to allow ourselves to be surprised and to be taken in a different direction and to trust not only ourselves and the process, but timing and, you know, ultimately where we were supposed to be. And it's not always where we think we're going to be, right?
0: I love it, and it's always just making peace with that, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes, especially for me, I used to be a control freak. I, I kind of still am. It never goes away, right? But it's like just learning to surrender, learning to be patient, learning that you just need to give things its time, or or for the right people to come into your life, the alignments to happen. So it's just yeah. sometimes just grounding and stepping back as well. That has been my major yeah. lesson. You have, you're also a twin mom. How yeah, has I this am- journey? How has this journey (laughs) been, girl?
1: Can I tell you, it's the best gig. Honestly, ten out of ten. Highly recommend. It is. It has been a journey, and it has been a roller coaster. We're eighteen months old now, and they actually just started daycare um, this week. So I'm actually just getting back to work and getting back to my practice because, of course, I had to put that on pause, and that was that was hard. And we can talk about that. That was challenging in itself, but. Being a twin mom, you know, when I was talking to you about all the different opportunities that I had before in these busy chapters in my life, and I truly believe like it was my training for this chapter now as a twin mom, because I feel so prepared in my ability to do and handle many things at once, Yeah, to, you know, lack sleep at times and also learn how to prioritize sleep and rest and self-care at times as well. Um, and it's just, it's fun. They're funny. Uh, it's the full days. Full their personality, days like their, their personality starts to show. Oh, absolutely. And and sooner than you think, sooner than you think that it would happen and how different and then how similar they are. And it's just it's been the best double blessing of my life. It was an answered prayer to a silent prayer that I had for a very long time that I didn't share with many people. And so- That you wanted to become a mom
0: or, 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 or that you wanted a tw- to be a twin mom?
1: To be honest, both. I mean, I remember being little and thinking, oh, how cool it would be to to have twins. And I'll tell you, here's a fun thing. I always had crushes on a twin of twins growing up I went to school with twins in in elementary school and then in high school I went to school with three different sets of twins and I always had a crush on one of them so I don't know I think that someone <laughs> was telling me something somewhere there's gonna be twins in my life somewhere um but uh, not as a loved interest but they are my love interests. They're the loves of my life. They're the greatest loves of my life. My two twin boys. So, yeah, <laughs> funny I, how I, things, I, funny I, how things happen. How we manifest things in in strange ways even without even uh, really realizing it.
0: A hundred percent. I um my background is in healthcare, so um I would work mm-hmm. in theatre. So I remember as a student, I would be put in the maternity when they're going to have cesarean, and I would be like my first question would be like, do you have twins in a family? And they're like, no, like, I just really, really wanted twins. And I'm like, how did this come about? So like you say, it just goes to happen. And I became obsessed when I saw twin identical boys. I was like, I would love to have twins. And I'm just, they're so much
1: closer
0: now. right? We're getting there. We're getting there. How, how, what does the routine look like with the babies? Like, like oh, you feed one, day. or yeah, or do you make bottles at the same time? Do you feed at the same? How does that
1: work? I did everything and all of it. Um, so I had my water broke three weeks earlier than we were anticipating it to break. Okay. So I was going to deliver no matter what at thirty six weeks, and I had a planned C section, uh, in place, and then at thirty three weeks. The evening after my appointment at 33 weeks, my water broke. And so I was admitted into high-risk obstetrics and they said, we're going to keep you here as long as we can and get you as close to 36 weeks as we can. We want to keep them in as long as possible. Um, But also they had said, if we get to 32 weeks, that's great. It's great to get to 32 weeks with the type of twins that you're carrying and then of course your age which I will tell you I was not available to use the G word I was like geriatric pregnancy is not going to be a part of my journey yes I'm over 35 but I am not <gasps> you're over 35 you don't look yes, it yes I am I was 37 when I delivered my twins I'm 38 now and listen Hillary Slank is pregnant with twins at 47 my grandmother gave birth to her 15 child at 46 I don't believe in geriatric pregnancies if you are meant to have a child you will have it oh, when you yeah, are meant yeah, to have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's my philosophy. And then another thing was, I, I didn't allow them to call it a higher risk pregnancy. I said it was a special pregnancy because I had a twin specialist and they were special. So I just didn't want to allow for a, any a, a twin negative. specialist.
0: Like a doula yeah. or, or, or was the twin specialist?
1: No. Okay. So rewind a little bit. We're going a little bit all over the place. But so when I found out that it was twins and I had a midwife in place and I had the hospital I was going to deliver in and I had all of that organized. But then at my first ultrasound, there was two. And so you can, with some sets of twins, have shared care with a midwife and with your doctor. But however, mine were. They're called mono So we had one placenta and then two amniotic sacs. So I had to say goodbye to my midwife. And then I had shared care with my OB and with the twin specialist at the hospital that we delivered at. And then so from there, it's like they roll out the red carpet and you just get all this special treatment, which is why I called it a special pregnancy. And I don't even remember what your question was. What's our (laughs) We did – Every, so my water broke three weeks early and so I delivered two days after my water broke. So we were in the NICU for three weeks and when they're 33 weeks they don't know how to suck or swallow yet so they get tube fed. So I kind—I called it mommy school and I was with the nurses in NICU and I slowly then learned how to feed them and nurse them but because they were smaller they also needed formula to fill in some nutrients and fill in some fat and so it was the best at the same time, too, because I'm a solo mom, single mom. And so it gave the opportunity for someone to help me out. Sometimes I would nurse them together. Sometimes I would nurse them one at a time. Sometimes I would give them a bottle. It may have been my milk. It may have been formula. You know, I kind of I shifted our schedule. Was it easy? We needed to.
0: Was, was the like say, like for because now with twins, with one, right. it's like, okay, I have one bottle, I have one, but now with twins, right. it, it's, it's double the task, right? So is it just smooth? Like, just any tips, just in case with I have twins,
1: practice and with org, I think the secret is organization. Okay. And- and that's how you keep your head above the water, just organized. And if I was doing one, I was all going to make the other one because within the next 15 minutes, the other one is going to want it and need it too, right? And so at the beginning, I was kind of on this 90-minute clock cycle of every 90 minutes they would wake up, I would feed one, I would feed the other, or I would feed them together. They would sleep for 90 minutes and they'd wake up and then we'd do the whole thing all over again. And then slowly those windows get larger and larger and larger over time. I'd say the hardest gap for me or the hardest – timestamp for me within that first postpartum period was yes. six to nine months when they were just really growing. They were super hungry and I was feeding them all night. And so I wasn't sleeping. I would have them in my bed with me. I co-slept, we bed shared. I know there's a lot of different philosophies on that, but that's what made it simple for me. And I think that's the biggest tip, not just to twin moms, but to moms everywhere yeah. is throw out the handbook um, and take advice from you know your community your village everyone around you with a thank you file it you may or may not need to use it that's what i learned was the most peaceful way for me to take in advice was to say thank you and then sometimes i would end up using it and a lot of times i didn't you know because if they were a single baby parent it didn't apply to having twins, right? All the time. And sometimes it did. So yeah, the hardest was those three months where they were feeding all night, all night. I would go from one to the other and one to the other and one to the other. And, and, you know, talk about advice. It was one of my really good friends, mom who said, well, are you feeding them at night? Why are you so tired? And I was like, yeah, I am feeding them at night. She said, well, stop doing that. And I was like, that's an option uh and so you know and I wasn't ready yet but then a couple of weeks later I was like let me try let me see when they wake up what happens if I don't feed them at this one you know and then we slowly wean them off and then I yes. did start yeah, to yeah. sleep through the night and then we did have better days they ate more in the day and then you know it it went from there and, and it eventually got way easier for me having more sleep
0: wow 100
1: percent. that was you know key
0: <laughs> wow, I love it. I love it. It's 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 just a journey, right? Um Exactly. And in running a business, how, like when did when did you have your first business? How did that look like?
1: Well, the first one would be the network marketing business, which started I think 6 or 7 years ago now and You know, like starting any new business, you don't know what you're doing. And that's what's so great about network marketing is that you have so many people with you who are working their own businesses who also at one point had absolutely no idea what they were doing. And, you know, they are helping you and guiding you and and mentoring you. And so in that, you have to do a lot of personal work. Yeah. When you're starting any kind of business, your business will grow as you grow and if you grow. And so in the in-betweens of, you know, success going well and then not going well, there's a lot of personal development that happened and has continued to happen over the last six, seven years of when I started in, in network marketing. Uh, and then of course it, I put it on pause once the the boys got here.
0: Wow.
1: I I worked for a few months and I, even kept coaching clients until they were almost a year and then i i i had to stop and i just took the last 6 7 months
0: when did you know be
1: with my boys
0: when did you know when did you know it's like this is a bit too much i need to rest i need to dedicate time because, because before the boys, your business is more or less like your baby, right? You watch right. it grow. You see it. You Absolutely. nurture it. You, you spend time. You dedicate time. You allocate time. You care yeah, for and it. your
1: clients mean something to you. I, you know, I do this because I care about well my clients and I want them to do well. Their success is my success, essentially. And so how did I know? I just had this feeling of I just can't continue at this pace something needs to give. And so this needs to be the give right now and I'll get back to it. But right now they're developing so much and they're growing so much and I won't get this time back, but I can get my business back. Yeah. And so that was the the choice the, that was just acknowledging the obvious priority shift. And then, you know, with that comes a lot of guilt and shame on all levels, as a mom, as a professional, you know, you want to provide this incredible life for your family and you need to take a break. <laughs> so there's shame and guilt in that. And then you want to, you know, be with your babies. But then there's a part of you that's like, oh, I don't want to lose everything I've built so far. So it's that in itself is a process, that in itself is a journey. And you're, I think. At the end of the day, you're just constantly discovering who you are and what you need in every moment. And I think the success comes from honoring who you are and what you need in every single moment and really listening, really, really listening. And notice like if there's resistance, there's a reason why there's resistance and ask yourself what that is and why that's happening. And then give yourself permission to shift and make the changes that needs to be made. You know, the peanut gallery is always going to be there. The opinions are always going to yeah. be there, but they don't know what's in your heart. They don't know what's in your gut. They don't know what's in your soul. And and as much as, you know, everybody wants what's best for us, especially the people who love us, they don't always know exactly what that is, right? And only we can give that to ourselves. So it's just really listening to ourselves and, and trusting ourselves and then following through and showing up.
0: I loved it, Michelle. Oh my gosh, Michelle! I feel like you speak from life experience and so much wisdom. <laughs> yeah, because like what you say is so deep, right? That someone may be tuning in and be like, "What is Michelle on about?" For the for the for the person that's like on baby steps on the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like trying to figure out themselves. Listening to ourselves, like, what did that look for you? Because obviously, now you know, right? Like, it doesn't feel right. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel good. I'm getting this edgy feeling. For the person that still doesn't know what that even means, how can we, like, or or toolkit? What did that look like for you?
1: Well, I think first you have to notice when you're not tapped into it. And if things are chaotic and if things are dramatic and things are just not rolling right, you're not listening to something something else is trying to get your attention and you're not paying attention. So we have to slow down. 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 And that could look like journaling your thoughts. That could look like just closing your eyes and connecting to breath and meditating to start with two minutes. If meditation sounds woo woo to you or too much, or I don't have time. The thing is, is that anything that you want to do in life, whether it's you know, improve your your mental health, improve your self care, improve your business, improve your family, improve your relationship. You have to put in the time, and you have to map out the time, and you have to organize your time accordingly. So we can sit here and say that we don't have the time, or we can be proactive and make the time. So it's slowing down, connecting to the breath, and then ask yourself those questions: What do I want? What does this feel like? Why do I feel this way? What do I want to feel instead? And I think that if the the more we get to know ourselves and how we want to feel, the more we recognize when there's a misalignment, when we don't feel what it is that we want to feel. And if we don't feel good, then that's, or we don't feel how we want to feel, then that's a key or a, a sign, a nudge from the universe, one could say from guidance from source, however you choose to define it, of telling you. Maybe it's not this because when it is this, it's so easy and it's effortless and it's light. And maybe the decision wasn't the easiest because you're, you're stuck in, in between so many worlds. ego, and the, and the intuition and you know, what society has taught us and the old programming and, and you're always working through all of those things. And that's why if you can get quiet, and the more you allow yourself to get quiet, the better you get at it. It's a, it's a muscle flex. It's like anything else. The more practice you put into it and the more time you invest, the better you will get at it. No one's great at riding a bike at first. We don't even know how to walk properly when we first come out, right? We have to, We have to roll over and then we have to sit up and then we have to crawl and then we can walk and then we run. So there's all these steps. And once we become an adult, we forget that with every new learning, there will be steps wow be a student or be available to be a yeah. student yeah. yeah
0: and and have the ego to the side and just be humble enough humble enough yeah. and be open to learning hum uh, open to taking on the information to exploring new ideas and and new ways of doing things and then so so you had that business and then what was your second business so we have okay. the yoga we have the yoga oh, did, did you three,
1: yeah, there not is always three. at the same time i feel okay. like now they all kind of harmoniously fit together As one, let's say, right? Even though right now there's two branches to it, which would be coaching and then would be network marketing, which has a a huge uh, mentor and leadership component to it. So the coaching is super advantageous to that side of my business as well. And that's when I really started to also see great strides and movement in my network marketing business was when I became a coach. My confidence changed and my confidence shifted, not just within myself, but in owning my business. And that was the, the disconnect before I wasn't owning it the way I should have or wanted to. I didn't have that confidence yet. And then becoming a coach, you know, and then pandemic being presented to us, it was like, this is your option. Fly with it or stay stuck. Yeah. So And I chose to fly.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, and then, so now where you are now, twin mom, um, you have the two businesses, like any organizational tips?
1: Organization is key. I, you can see my—I color code everything. I have the boys who are a color. Network marketing is a color. Coaching is a color. <laughs> I run my my healthy gut program. That's a color. Um, and just writing down, you know, what needs to be done in the day, and then being honest with how long it's going to take you. And and try it out. Some sometimes you might think it's going to take an hour, and it actually takes an hour there's a really good method that i love that actually one of my coaches taught me which is the pomodoro method and so you give yourself 20 minutes of work and then you get a five minute break and that's good yourself okay this task right so pomodoro it's like tomatoes so how many tomatoes do you think it's going to take for you to finish this task and so you can set your alarm for 20 minutes and then you can take a five minute break but if you're at the 20 minutes and you don't need a break add another 20 minutes
0: I don't know, the 20 minutes, that's ages.
1: But, it, but then it goes by but it works. Time, and then you get it a 10-minute break. after. Oh, that's good. I love that. Right? And, so, and then you get to see, okay, well, how much can I get done in 20 minutes? And sometimes we surprise ourselves at how much a focused, uninterrupted yes. time, a task takes zero time. We're just so distracted now. We just always have some form of media on that distracts us. Then it just takes us so much longer to get anything done. But if we just t- tune all that out, put everything on silent, set an alarm, we get so much more done.
0: A hundred percent. And then you can go back
1: to it. Then take your five, ten-minute break, do the social thing, and then get back.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. and some sometimes because the social thing has us hooked with the colors, with the imagery, with the sounds, and we're just stuck and glued. So it's and just you
1: don't even realize how much time. Like you say, you know, oh my gosh, twenty minutes is ages, but think of how fast twenty minutes of scrolling goes. Oh. <laughs> you could do easily <laughs> so 40, forty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, compute that to actual productive work we have so much more time in the day to be enjoy and just have fun.
0: I love it. Um, Michelle, how do you take inspired action? Oh, in, that's in,
1: a really good question. In starting your you projects. Don't always feel inspired and you don't always feel good, but this is what I have learned so far. Finishing it feels a lot better that's than starting. leaving it as something still to do. So what we talked earlier about, following the feeling and how do you want to feel? I feel a whole lot more confident when I finish the thing that scares me or I finish the thing that's nagging on me. than if I leave it as a thing of something to do on my list, that gives me so much anxiety. So I think to myself, well, I'd rather feel that way than this way. So let's just get it done. Let's just do it. And then, like we said, it doesn't take as long. It's not as hard. It's not as scary. If you just do it and that's the secret of inspired action is you don't always feel inspired to take the action but you take it anyways
0: yeah i love it i love it and you're brave to take it because sometimes we're like but i don't know how to do it imagine if i look silly imagine if Mm -hmm. they don't like it and and we get stuck in our foot so it's just taking the action regardless and being like you know what we're we're going to do this michelle i saw one of your posts it said protect your peace Mm -hmm. tell us about that
1: how to protect your peace. Listen, some people are not meant to stick with us forever and ever and ever as much as we would love for everyone to. And, you know, sometimes the way we choose to live our lives is not the way that everybody agrees with. And sometimes you have to silently say thank you, but no thank you to whatever it is. So if being in a certain relationship is not going to be you know, a positive influence on your life, and that's a relationship that maybe needs to be considered of being shifted in a different way. If a job opportunity is not something that's going to, you know, bring alignment and joy into your life, then maybe that's not the right opportunity. No matter what it is, protecting your peace just means being in touch with who you are and how you want to feel and what you need and being honest with yourself of, you know, am I pursuing this because I said I was going to, or it's like one thing that I wanted to accomplish, or do I really feel aligned with it? Is that something that, you know, I've had to ask myself that question a lot of times. And there are some things where, you know, some opportunities that maybe I've had to close the door that might seem surprising, but it wasn't adding any you know, value, like real value to my life. And it was going to be more harmful than good. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most simple way of explaining it. Um, so yeah, it's just creating boundaries, creating boundaries, boundaries for yourself and then boundaries with others. You know, we have to create our own boundaries for ourselves, right? If if staying up late and drinking and sleeping in and, you know, whatever it is, being on social media all day is not something that makes you feel good, then you have to set that boundary with yourself of, okay, well, where is it that I want to go? Who is it that I want to be? And how would that person act in their life? How would that version of me, you know, take charge of their day? And then if those activities don't fit, then you have to create that boundary with yourself and say, we have to say goodbye
0: yeah I love it I love it because there's there's so much uh uh-huh there's so much that goes into it boundaries and then from the boundaries comes the self love the self worth Mm. the self respect and then Mm -hmm. from doing all those little other steps that's where we we truly find that peace where and and then some people may be like what does that even look like well that may look like we don't have panic attacks anymore we don't suffer from PCC we don't have nightmares Mm. we're not on edge anymore we don't feel like we want to numb ourselves we're not looking to self harm or Shit. Yeah, yeah 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 and that may look like different for any Everybody. for everyone it may look different on their journey and what they are going through michelle what does your nighttime routine look like
1: oh my nighttime routine that's such a sacred time i'm i'm a real morning routine okay. person
0: What um, does your morning routine then look so like
1: my morning routine looks like i get up around 5 15 in the morning wow. good and then i'll like make my hot Water with lemon, and then I journal. And I have three big prompts that I do. Which is the first one is what I am grateful for, and then I, you know, extend that into a prayer. And then I, t- I write out three things that I am letting go of, or that I am forgiving myself for. I have two that interchange, and then I write down ten lit ten things, and it starts off with "I know this, and so it is," or something greater. And then I write my ten goals that I'm manifesting and working towards, and I put that in there, and at the end, uh, I sign it, and I seal it, and then I'll I'll head and do a, a workout. I am not paid by Peloton, but I am a Peloton lover. That was another pandemic find <laughs> of mine, and I'll work out for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, whatever it is. I'll do a hit or a ride or, uh, you know, a bar class, yoga, whatever it is, and then get ready, and then by then, my My boys are up and awake and you do breakfast and the day starts from there. And then nighttime routine, kind of different than it used to be right now. You know, I put the the boys go down before seven o'clock and then it's a lot of cleanup um, from the day, a lot of cleanup and then some wind down time. And then I will do some social media organizing um, and then read a little bit of a book and head to bed. And I always do a meditation to fall asleep. Oh, whether nice. It's, whether it's a guided meditation or sometimes I listen to um, hertz sound frequencies mm-hmm. um, to fall asleep at night as well. So Any particular one? one? Oh, love and abundance is always, you know, I <laughs> at the it. top of the list.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Michelle, what is your favorite book?
1: Oh, my favorite book? Oh, Sugar.
0: Or audiobook book um, or, or, or podcast?
1: I feel like there's just so many. How am I supposed to... You know what I really love? A Woman's Worth by Marianne Williamson. That is a really, really, really good book. And I love her teaching. She, she teaches from A Course of Miracles, which is a metaph- metaphysical text workbook and journal and teaching guide. Um, so anything by Marianne Williamson will always be at the top of my list. And then from there, Gabrielle Bernstein who was a student of Marianne Williamson. So her messaging is similar, but in her own spin way. And I was actually just telling the story the other day of how I was introduced to Gabby Bernstein. And that's what I love so much about these teachings of A Course in Miracles where, you know, there's a, a saying that says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I was first introduced to Gabrielle Bernstein. I was a yoga instructor, and then I got to do this incredible opportunity here in Canada. I got to do The Bachelor Canada. And I went to go for a tan before I left, and the girl at the front desk was reading this book, and it was so rude of me. I just reached over the desk, and I was like, what is this book? So out of character, but there's something else. Was moving my arm, making me grab this book. Michelle, that was
0: savage. Oh, my gosh. She, she lost and the page. page. She lost her word where she person. was.
1: Who am I right now in this moment? And I just, I grabbed that. I'm like, what is this book? And there was this woman on the skateboard with angel wings, this beautiful blonde woman. I was like, what is this? And the book was called How to Add More Ing to Your Life. And it was all about meditation. And how meditation changed her life from addiction, from a life of addiction and, and all this external, you know, mm-hmm. over, over-sensory. Sensory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And to a more grounded, rooted lifestyle through meditation and having a spiritual practice. And that changed. That changed the game. That changed everything to me. So anytime Marianne Williamson or Gabrielle Bernstein will come out with a new book, I am always
0: Really? I'm that, actually doing yeah. the challenge. She has a challenge. Have you done it? Oh,
1: so I'm I've manifesting li- challenge. Yeah, are you doing it?
0: Yeah. What I'm day are you doing on?
1: It. You know I should have well we should all be on what is it We, yeah. we should all I'm, be on day thirteen. But no, I'm on like, day three.
0: Just,
1: how do you feel?
0: No, I'm just on day three. There's like thirty six thousand people in the group and everyone's like yeah. on day thirteen and I'm like, yeah. guys, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. Like this is yeah, like I yeah. Um yeah, so it's crazy how we slowly start to be kind of like things come at us right teachers books information Mm -hmm. education Mm -hmm. so I actually interviewed um a teacher that was fired for being an OnlyFans model so she was a teacher but her wage wasn't catching up with her expenses so what she did was she opened an OnlyFans she now went on Dr. Phil so I was able to get her on the show on on Gentle Touch And then she was like to me at the, towards the end of the interview, she says to me, you know what? I did the Gabby Bernstein challenge and like my life changed. Like suddenly I lost my job. Suddenly I'm now on on the TV show. I'm on Dr. Phil. Suddenly I'm connecting with all these different other people. Like my whole world's changed. And I was like. Wait,
1: what? (laughs) That's the the perception change right there because she says, you know, the miracle is a shift in perception. That's a course in miracles. And when she just said, you know, I lost my job, that to many people would be a very negative experience, right? And we could sit in that for so long. And But now it's like I lost my job. But now all these opportunities are coming out instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So so from there, that's where I
0: was like, okay, and it always comes up. The books of Gabby Bernstein, it always comes mm-hmm. up. Michelle, what is your favorite movie?
1: Oh, Pretty Woman.
0: Ooh, Hands I love, yeah, Pretty I love woman.
1: Them. I mean, there's a top five, but that one always just, you know, what happens when he gets to the top of the tower? She rescues him right back. I mean, it's just the best. It's the best. It's the best.
0: I love <laughs> it. If you had a billboard on the side of the highway, what would it say?
1: Oh. What would it say? Well, I feel like it would say something like, you know, reclaim your confidence and ignite your self-love superpower. I think it would say that and I'd be in like a super cute power suit.
0: (laughs) I love it. Knowing where you are now, um, knowing that you have like um, your businesses, you're a twin mom, the boys are good, they're healthy, they're growing, Mm. um, you're settled. Um, What advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Be patient. You're enough.
0: You're oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, because sometimes we're running around like mm. like headless chickens and we're like looking for signs and we feel so reaching. lost. Yeah yeah constantly reaching and it's like sometimes we don't feel worthy and sometimes we're like just we feel very lonely regardless of whatever we're doing we feel very lonely and like you say we f- we have that void so it's just yeah. working towards that and why do you feel like this what can we do what other things can 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 we do michelle tell us you
1: feel so emotional when you say all that that's beautiful
0: yeah, yeah, yeah! Because it's so true. Even, um, even my friend just messaged me yesterday. Um, she's a she. So basically, I came from London. So I grew up in London, and I came to spend one year in Medellin, in Colombia. And she's from, she's traveled the world. She's in Manizales, which is like close to Pereira, kind of, a few hours drive. And she also came to, to Medellin on her own. So we're both on our own here. And we, we both have the same name. And she yesterday told me, um, I'm starting a nutritional course. And before that, she, like not too long ago, she she said to me, I think she just told me on Friday how how basically her dad had a second wife so he was kind of living double lives and now had a daughter that 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 mom and her didn't even know about and and because of all of that she ended up having bulimia having anxiety having all these things and now she's like I've never studied it but now I'm going to get my certification and I was like in pain lies your purpose because we have so many girls that are going through similar situations and now that you've done it that you've overcome it you're healthy like you will now be the educator the leader and the guide and she's like I feel like crying and I was like it's true
1: Absolutely. It's true. Your pain is your power. Your pain is your purpose, you know, especially in coaching when they say, well, who is your, you know, who is your niche market? Your niche market is you two, three years ago. Who, who three steps ago were you? That's your niche. That's your ideal client that's who you're talking to. And that's the reason why you want to live a life that is of service to other people is because you want to lift them from the burdens that you once felt. and You don't want them to walk that walk alone in those moments where you felt alone in that walk. That's where the purpose comes from.
0: I love it. Michelle, do you have a therapist? coach i do
1: i do yeah it's my favorite friday night oh my goodness i go every other week it's my it's my favorite date
0: <laughs> but, but, therapy or coaching or how does that work
1: therapy therapy and i also yeah? do have coaches yes i do have coaches right now i have a writing coach because i'm working on my first book
0: excellent Excellent. How to
1: reclaim your confidence and ignite yourself I love with power. Look for it. It will be coming to a shelf on Amazon or something real soon. Um, and then, yeah, a coach for when I started my business. I had a coach for starting my business. Absolutely. Coaches need coaches. People need coaches. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. It helps you sift through the mind stuff. Yeah. You know, as we were just talking about, we're not meant to walk this life alone. Right. And the more that we invest in ourselves and just if you're only going to be as successful as the five people that you spend the most amount of time with the people who are on your team, your mental health team, your success team, those are the people that you're spending the most amount of time with essentially. Right. So you want to have a really good, positive team on your side because they're they're part of your toolkit. They're part of your your arsenal to success and to life. And so I, I, I think it's as important as getting your teeth cleaned and getting your hair trimmed. It feels that good when you leave. You feel, I love I feel it. Like I'm on top of the world when I leave those conversations. Absolutely. I love
0: it. How, how did you know it was her? Like, how did you know that was your coach? Uh,
1: oh, how did I know it was my coach? I, the first coach that I had, I felt completely led i was during pandemic of course and there was this online workshop on one of the saturdays and i thought oh like this sounds cute let's see and then something happened with my login i i wasn't able to like stay on for very long anyways so and i wanted to listen to what this woman had to say and i wanted to listen to her talk (laughs) and it was during hers and it got interrupted, but, and then she reached out to me and she messaged me. She was like, Hey, like, I know you got logged out and we don't know what happened, but why don't we just hop on a a call? And then you can ask the questions that you were going to ask during that call with everybody. That's so gentle. That's so nice.
0: Who does that? So
1: kind, Right. And even she (laughs) sent me just like a Christmas, like just, you know what? Like, that's the thing. It's, the relationship right away and and I was just like, tell me what I need to do. What step is next? Let's do it. Let's go on this adventure together because also you want to be guided by people who have been where you're going, right? And she is somebody who has spoken on stages and has written books and you know has a, a flourishing coaching career and so that to me was somebody who was going to lead me into starting what my coaching career would be
0: i love it so, wow that's yeah. so powerful wow tell us about michelle tell us about your socials tell us about your instagram tell us about everything
1: well i hang out the most on instagram maybe i'm a little bit archaic now because i know mm-hmm. everyone's on t- i have a tiktok account but i think i've made five videos during pandemic <gasps> and i was like i don't know how to manage all of these different social avenues. take the, I'm like, take, oh. take the same content
0: from instagram and put it on your tiktok
1: and then but can you take TikTok and put on your Instagram too? No. 100%. 100%. You,
0: you can download the videos. That's what I told another girl I interviewed. Her name is Cassidy. I interviewed her. And she's like, I don't know how to manage. And I was like, listen, mm-hmm. you already have the content on TikTok. Download the videos and put it on Instagram. That's what she's doing.
1: Okay. Well, see, that's where, see, area of improvement. You're always a student. This is where I'm a, a major student. And I think some people might look at maybe my Instagram account and say, like, oh, wow. Like she knows what she's doing. I don't. Um, and I'm always looking to improve and, and get better. So Instagram is where I hang out most. It's my full name, Michelle Bealhearts at Michelle Bealhearts. Um, my Facebook is open hearts, which is my website, which is my, my coaching company. So openhearts.com. I have a YouTube channel that has been mega back that I, it's in my heart to, you know, reignite that. And like you said, share the content around yes. all these different platforms and that there's so much power in that. And so now that my boys are in daycare, all these thoughts that I've had over the last eighteen months, I can start to plug away at them properly and give them the attention and focus that they that they need. And so
0: I love say, it, yeah.
1: Instagram is where you'd find me the most right now. Uh, and then from there, I'll let you know where the, <laughs> where the other handles start to flourish. A hundred percent.
0: And then and then yeah. from there, your next move is Pinterest because with Pinterest- oh, I'm
1: on Pinterest.
0: You go, girl.
1: I How- save, but I save. I just have a bunch of things open. I'm like, nursery, kitchen. No. no. See, I have to take, this is my next course. I have to take a official- social media course because mm. there's just so much to learn and it's always changing and it's always changing i think it's naive not to think that it's always changing The
0: the beautiful thing with the pinterest is that you know who loves this have you heard of jenna kutcher jenna yes. kutcher loves pinterest because when you click on the image and you click it gives a website so it, it's it's, right. it's essentially like a browser so if you put all your coaching stuff and all your network marketing stuff people will go down di- to
1: the pictures yeah, oh my yeah, goodness yeah. gracious.
0: So so it becomes like a search engine. You find the pretty picture. So what you do is you take all your things from Instagram, put it on your Pinterest, and voila, people are directed to your website. website. Directed to your website. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. You just do taught that. me so much right now. That is my Monday project. That is what we're working Yeah, yeah, on. yeah.
0: Do that. And then, <laughs> and then the whole idea yeah. is, is to kind of get the same piece. This is what Gary Vee says. Get 10 pieces where you can just allocate it everywhere. So it's dispersed right. everywhere. And it saves you so much time and it's awesome. good. Um, tell us how Thank we you. can get to know you, like your courses. Tell us about how we can work with you.
1: Yes. So everything is on the website, openhearts.com. And if you go to my Instagram too, and, uh, you know, if you go to the link, all of my – the website and all the ways that you can reach me will be in there as well. You can send me, you know, a message on Instagram if you want to, uh, or you can send – fill out the form that's on yeah. the website. If you're looking for coaching and be specific, let me know what it is that you're looking for, what you're working through. Um, all of that is prompted right there. And that's really great because then that opens up our first call and conversation, which is a complimentary discovery call. And it gives us a, a excuse me, a really good jumping point from yeah. where to start the more specific, um, you can be. Tell, me about, tell and me about you. I want to know about you guys, you know?
0: <laughs> tell me about your coaching programs. How long are they? Three months, six months, nine months, 12 months?
1: So I work one-on-one. It's three months. I work in 90-day okay. blocks. Uh, and then my my groups, I run them periodically and they're about five to six weeks. Uh, and they're online through Zoom. Uh, nice. but one-on-one, I work in 90-day blocks. because yeah, I feel like that's where you can really start just a true shift and transformation. We do one major call a week and then there's a workbook that goes along with it. And then with the one-on-one, yeah, there is a workbook. However, it's very a la carte and we shift and we change as we need to on a very individual need to basis. The workbook is basically filled with activities that I use in my group coaching that does help my one-on-one clients as well. Um, but we can unpack and get into it a lot more in the one-on-one.
0: Perfect. I truly, truly love that. Do you know when your book, so seeing as you have a writer, the beautiful thing is when we get help, it Mm -hmm. it brings out that element of accountability. Like, are you meeting the deadline? Are you working towards Mm -hmm. it? Do we know when it will be released?
1: Oh, I'm looking at spring. Excellent. Great
0: stuff. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And would you ever start a podcast?
1: That is later in the year. Yes. Later, and later. I'll have you as a guest. <laughs> oh, uh, your uh-huh.
0: You're allowed to accept as you need. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm there for supporting people because I know how hard it was for the first time. My first time was ridiculous. I remember I did an interview at 2 a.m. and I'm like, hell no. <laughs> we ain't doing oh my this anymore. Goodness. No I feel way. Like I'm not
1: doing that anymore. Wow. Exactly. Good for
0: you. Exactly. I've just reached 100 episodes now. I'm over 100 now. I noticed yeah.
1: you have seven
0: seasons. Yeah, so so I have seven seasons currently. I have 68. I'm really behind yeah. on editing, but now I've just gone over. On the 1st of January, it was my 102 episodes, but I'm really behind on editing. Wow. But I'm hoping if I can get this over, I've just, yeah, push, just uploaded we are over 100 now so yes yeah, good for you i know michelle i just want to say a great big massive thank you thank you for coming on Gentle touch thank you for being you and being so much like you are a ball of light of energy and just being an awesome mom and just you know you're breaking the barriers like you're telling us that it's okay to be pregnant it's okay for you know not okay to be pregnant after a certain age it's okay to be pregnant and run our businesses it's okay to be pregnant and do everything and glow and have interests and have hobbies and get a team that can help us with therapy it's okay to chase our goals our dreams and just it will be different projects whether that be writing the book public speaking so thank you for being that light and shining because we always leave that trail behind right because someone looks at you and says okay like i i i want to be like her what what does she do how does she do it? how can i get in contact with her so it's just causing that ripple positive ripple effect in society so thank you girl
1: Oh my gosh. That was amazing. Thank you. I feel like I can take all that love in and just throw it right back at you. Thank you. You're doing the same amazing work. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. And I can't wait for your book to be released and for so many other projects to be done as well.
1: So many. Absolutely. Yes. Thank so you. So here's to 2023, girl. Here's to 2023. <laughs>
0: Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and found this podcast useful. If you did, be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening and joining Gentle Touch. I'll see you in the next episode. Want to get in touch? Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Link is in the description. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are on. Stay tuned and keep listening. Much love.